I am Nicholas Bornels of Capital Link, and I would like to welcome you all to uh, our inaugural Jones Act and US flag shipping forum. Over the next uh, today and tomorrow, over these uh, two days, we are going to uh, discuss together and debate critical issues pertaining to the US flag uh, and the Jones Act uh, shipping sectors. And we have a great agenda, top line uh, speakers uh, and panelists, and we are honored and delighted to uh, start our forum with uh, Lucinda Leslie, the acting administrator from the Maritime Administration for MARAD, uh, who is overseeing this particular sector. So we're delighted and honored to have her with us. And I will cede the floor to her uh, with my big thanks for her uh, participation. Thank you, Nicholas. Thank you. And good morning to everyone. On behalf of the Maritime Administration, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg and the Biden-Harris Administration, I am grateful for the opportunity to speak about our nation's maritime industry and of course the Jones Act. I thank Capital Link for inviting the Maritime Administration to participate in this forum. The Biden-Harris Administration is working on every front to support a strong US merchant marine. The administration is crystal clear that the US flagged fleet, including of course our Jones Act fleet, plays an essential role in both our national and our economic security. And as we are reminded by the sobering events of the past 24 hours, we live in a world in which our sea lift capacity may be called on at any moment. Shortly after taking office, President Biden issued an executive order laying out his Made in America agenda. The order reaffirms what we have always known, which is that the Jones Act is truly a make it in America policy on our waterways. As you know, the Jones Act guarantees that cargoes moved between US ports travel in vessels that are built, owned and crewed by Americans. Because of the Jones Act today, more than 40,000 vessels of all types, all built in the United States, ply American waters, reliably delivering domestic passengers and goods to the places they need to be using the most fuel efficient method of transportation available. The Jones Act also ensures that we have a strong domestic shipbuilding capability. Our Jones Act fleet supports more than 150 active shipyards that according to a study we at the Maritime Administration released just last year supports nearly 400,000 jobs and guarantees $28.1 billion of annual labor income, as well as supporting more than $42 billion in GDP. The Jones Act also supports a domestic merchant fleet of 96 ocean going vessels crewed by thousands of highly skilled unionized merchant mariners qualified to operate sea lift assets for our national defense needs. The Jones Act is truly a cornerstone of our US maritime industry, and it will remain so as we develop new growth opportunities such as offshore wind. As you know, a key part of MARAD's work is to support the increased use of our waterways. One way we provide that support is through the America's Marine Highway Program which provides grant funds to support projects that will expand the use of the nation's navigable waterways to relieve landside congestion, provide new and efficient transportation options and increase the productivity of our surface transportation system so that goods move more quickly and we help lower shipping costs. Soon the Maritime Administration will announce the availability of grant funding for the 2022 Marine Highway Program. The president's bipartisan infrastructure law appropriated $25 million for this program, which is the largest single appropriation of funding in the program's history. 
The America's Marine Highway Program is thriving and now includes 52 projects and 28 routes. The routes encompass 41 states, the District of Columbia, and all five U.S. territories. Since its inception in 2010, Merad has provided 44 grants, totaling more than $51 million to 25 marine highway projects, all of which use Jones Act vessels ranging in size from tugs and barges to ocean-going vessels. Our oldest marine highway service, the James River Expansion Project, removes tens of thousands of trucks annually from the I-64 corridor between Richmond and Hampton Roads. In addition to redu reducing congestion, emissions, and road damage, the service provides rate-paying jobs for mariners. This project's benefits are not limited to the waterways. The James River Expansion Project has attracted more than $400 million in private investment in and around the Port of Richmond and helped to create more than 1,000 warehousing and intermodal jobs in the region. These investments are precisely the kind that will be supported by the bipartisan infrastructure law. We are extremely excited about this program's future and can't wait to announce our next round of funding. Just as we are using, uh, we are investing in our domestic waterways and our Jones Act services, we're also making unprecedented investments in ports all around the United States. Marad will be responsible for awarding more than $2 billion in funding appropriated by the President's Bipartisan Infrastructure Law to our Port Infrastructure Development Program. PIDP grants are awarded on a competitive basis to support projects that will improve the movement of goods to, through, and around ports. Just yesterday, our Secretary, uh, Secretary Buttigieg, announced a notice of funding opportunity for the first round of funding under the PIDP program provided by the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law. The funding available is $450 million, which is also a historic level of investment in the PIDP program. This investment will help build new capacity at ports around the United States, improve cargo throughput, and eliminate bottlenecks to reduce the time and cost of shipping goods all around the United States. In keeping with the priorities of the Biden-Harris administration, Applications will also be expected to explain how proposed projects will address environmental justice, uh, advance racial equity, reduce barriers to opportunity, and help meet the challenges faced by rural areas. Applications are due on May 16th, and we look forward to all applications. In addition to the many investments that we are making in our infrastructure, Merad has a critical mission of ensuring that we have qualified mariners to operate our fleets. And as you know, we have a shortage of mariners with unlimited tonnage credentials. As such, we are working on the fiscal year 2022 through fiscal year 2026 Mariner Workforce Development Plan. This plan will help bolster safety and support for both credentialed and prospective U.S. mariners based on several key goals, including supporting existing workforce development programs, mariner education, and training institutions, and improving mariner workforce diversity and workplace safety. We anticipate this will help nurture and, and continue to grow a strong U.S. merchant marine. That said, to attract and retain the next generation of mariners, we have to ensure that our merchant marine reflects the diversity and the values of the nation it serves. As many of you know, at the Merchant Marine Academy operated by Mered, we paused our sea year training late last year aboard commercial vessels for a short period while we worked to improve safety and support a culture of respect. 
As requested by Congress and consistent with our statutory requirements, we publicly announced a multi-part plan to improve safety for cadets and indeed for all mariners on commercial vessels and to strengthen efforts to prevent sexual assault and sexual harassment to support survivors and to hold perpetrators accountable. Our plan consists of two components. First, the Every Mariner Builds a Respectful Culture or EMBARC program sets forth new requirements that commercial carriers carrying cadets are required to meet before cadets are embarked. Second, we issued a wide range of new policies and instituted new procedures at the academy to strengthen the support we provide to cadets while they are at sea. Moving forward, we will be implementing a continuous review of the Embark program and of our academy policies and procedures to incorporate best practices and to respond to lessons learned and to ensure that we are achieving our goals of supporting equity, diversity, and safety at sea. As Transportation Secretary Buttigieg has repeatedly said, it's not enough for us to implement new policies and procedures. We need cultural change. That is going to take a long time. It's going to require a sustained effort by all stakeholders, but we have to be about this business. And we all have roles to play in this effort. Only working together can we ensure that the prevention of sexual assault and sexual harassment, the provision of unwavering support to survivors, and of course, uh, a welcoming and diverse culture are shared priorities that result in meaningful change, not just for cadets, but for all mariners serving our nation. At Marad, we recognize that this is a time of unprecedented change, but also a time of great promise for the maritime industry. Even as the COVID pandemic has made what were already hard jobs harder, it has never been more evident how critical domestic and international shipping truly are and how policies such as the Jones Act strengthen our supply chains. At this critical time, the administration will continue its work ensuring that the funds appropriated by the bipartisan infrastructure law for ports and waterways are invested as quickly and smartly as possible. And we will also continue our work supporting mariners, training the next generation and supporting efforts to ensure that all facets of our industry, both afloat and ashore, welcome all Americans. I send best wishes for a successful forum and wish you all fair winds and following seas. And with that, I will turn it back to Nicholas. Well, thank you very much for these um, insightful and uh, detailed remarks. Uh, as we discussed just before starting uh, the forum, it was very important to put um, uh, the bigger context, the numbers uh, in place. And uh, thank you very much for sharing uh, the information with us as well as your objectives and policies. So thank you. And uh, I wish you best of luck in your uh, continued mission. Thank you. Thank you so much again for the opportunity and, and best wishes for this critical forum. Thank you. Thank you.